When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. August 9th, 2022, NXT 2.0, NXT 1.5, really. They're rolling it back. Cracking open the glass, Triple H just working back that odometer just enough to get it to 1.5. But here we are, me, Issa, Alfred's out tonight, previous commitment, but we're going to talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Issa, what's going on in the news? I got the news right here. Did you watch Monday Night Raw last night? You know, I did. Before Better Call, Better Call Saul last night, I tuned in for the first hour of Raw, and it was all right. Well, WWE is probably riding high of the viewership from last week and WrestleNomics released the viewership information for the episode of August 8th of Raw. Last night's program had 1.9 million viewers Mm. on average, down 12% from last week. The key demographic experienced the same percentage drop as um, last week's episode, but there was an average of 2 million, which is a number that Monday Night Raw has not done in quite some time. As you know, they did it last week. They, they, dropped a little bit, but they're still up there. Um, looking back at last year's viewership is considerably up. The eight, um, the August 9th episode of 2021 had an audience of 1.7 million, so 9% less of last night's mm. episode. I think that there's still a lot of interest on what Triple H is doing, and I do think that these numbers are going to remain high just because people have that interest of seeing what's going on with WWE with all the changes. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I tuned in. And I have to say, I thought it was very fresh. uh, The first hour last night, I was very entertained and it felt like a different show. It did. It did. I I agree with you. There's a little bit of different in the pacing um, and there's that aspect of what could happen. Did you get a chance to see the introduction of Dexter Loomis back? I saw that. I, I was devastated, Issa, from Better Call Saul last night. So I was reading that, though. I saw Dexter Loomis was in the crowd last night. Yeah, so they they did a segment with Kevin Owens cutting a promo, and all you could see was like a bunch of of chaos behind him of a car crash. And then we saw a bunch of security guards like running around backstage doing another 
promo and then they did the the segment at the end where he was just being taken away by the police i actually really appreciated the way they they reintroduced dexter loomis but i'm gonna be honest with you i'm here for the way reuniting once again i want to see gargano come back candace i want indy to reunite with dexter loomis and even theory i would like to see theory join the way back i think that will be a fun a fun gimmick on the main roster yeah i agree although they've been kind of a step backwards for theory given the insane push he's had yeah, but we haven't seen him in two weeks. I, wow. did, I do know that he had a, a loss in his family, thoughts and prayers with mm. Theory and his family, but um, he ha- he hasn't been on TV for two weeks. So, you know, maybe this is a different way to get him the way, you know, no pun intended, but maybe this is a different way to get a different push because I actually liked Austin Theory a lot when he was teamed up with the, with the way more than I have liked him in the main roster, even though, like you said, he is getting a crazy push. And uh, we had the announcement of the women's tag team tournament bracket last night, which is going to see Zoe yes. Stark and Nikita Lyons. From yes, NXT I, I texted you right away, too. I know. <laughs> I was doing a watch along and everybody was like, you need to text Glenn and let him know that Nikita Lyons is going to be in the main roster. But, um, toxic attraction. If they're going to attack anyone, it's going to be them. Agreed, agreed, agreed. They have to. Um, also, in the news, did you watch Battle of the Belts this weekend? I did not, but I heard good things. I also did not watch it. AW Battle of the Belts 3 had a stack card on Saturday night. But how did the program do? Well, WrestleNomics received the viewership information for AW Special on TNT, and the program gathered an average audience of about 437,000. <laughs> From a key demographic standpoint, um, they had about 157,000 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, Rampage actually had higher numbers than Battle of the Belts. Um, But I I will say one thing. I didn't feel like they promoted Battle of the Belts as well as Mm. they have promoted other shows. But I didn't watch Rampage. I know that you guys watched it and it was live. I didn't watch Rampage. So I don't know how much they push Battle of the Belts on Rampage. A little bit. Talking about like the last two weeks of programming. I don't remember it being mentioned that much. Wasn't as heavy uh, as you might think. But no, Friday night was a good night for wrestling. And hey, after uh, Karrion Cross coming back on SmackDown, I think uh, it's a good Friday. Business is... Oh, yeah. I, I missed the show. What do you guys think about that? Do you like that return? Um, I think I like what it symbolizes more than anything. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, look, if Triple H has learned anything from the Wednesday Night Wars, it's that AEW always can coast on the element of surprise. And I think if WWE can do that now, that's going to, I mean, it's, it's helping to pop the ratings. Uh, Mia Lee with the 499 Super Chat saying, y'all think any titles will change the heat wave? If so, which ones? And do you see Nikita and Zoe going far in the tournament? Also, Lash, uh, Lash and Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy. Uh, we'll talk about that. Yes, boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lash, uh, Legend and Pretty Deadly. High point of tonight. But I, I I think Nikita and Zoe are going to get sabotaged, ambushed by uh, Toxic Attraction. A titles and heat wave? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe it's... But I don't know. Do you think... Do you think Zoe Stark is the one to dethrone Mandy? Not if she's uh, main roster bound. And I have a feeling they might like uh, both of them in the main roster. I don't see them winning the tag titles. I think uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky are in such a push right now that they're my favorite team to take um, the titles in this tournament. I'm very glad that they were able to come up with eight teams. And I'm, I'm excited that the tag teams are still alive, you know, in the possibilities. Like you said, you know, there's rumors of Sasha and Naomi possibly coming back now. So, uh, but I don't see them winning the titles. I also do not see any titles changing hands at 
heat, heat wave, wave next week. But yeah, we'll get more into that. Although here's what I think is going to happen. I think toxic attraction attacks Nikita and Zoe. Zoe gets so beat up. She can't compete. And much like Danny Zuko filling in for Kaniki at the end of Greece, Nikita gets that title shot against Mandy Rose goes on and wins the NXT women's championship. You think so? But isn't that the same story that they try to tell with Cora Jade and Roxanne? I mean, there's only so many stories you can tell in wrestling, Isa. This is true, but you do got to take the, tell the same one two weeks later. <laughs> I mean, we're wrestling fans. Do we have short-term memory at this point? Certainly not yes, long-term memory. We do? Okay, well, there yes, you go. You're do. getting it back. <laughs> I had to no. explain to my wife when we saw Ezekiel on screen last night before Kevin Owens destroyed him. She was like, what's going on with this again? Why is Elias not looking like Elias? I was like, well, let me tell you. Because they just wrote out Ezekiel and now he's going to come back as Elias because they were always the same person. No, maybe he's going to come back as the third brother. Elrod. (laughs) (laughs) I have one more thing in the news for you, Glenn. Um, The notion that former WWE CEO and chairman Vince McMahon is still overseeing the wrestling promotion from the shadows have been suggested not just by conspiracy theories and fans, but also by former champions CM Punk and Bobby Lashley. However, the ground reality appears to be vastly different. According to Hmm. Mike Johnson of PW Insider, McMahon has not been at WWE headquarters in Stanford since his retirement and has not attended any meetings or had had any company-related communication. Furthermore, McMahon has been removed from both the internal list of performers and entirely from the company's corporate structure. So I I don't think that Vince is running things from behind the scenes like people are you know kind of conspiring i think i think triple h is making some very firm statements that tells you that change is here yeah no i agree with that and i think um given the revelations today about more payouts and ndas like yeah i don't i don't see that flying that's all i have for the news shout out to alfred for sending the news ahead of time even though he has a a applebee's uh date tonight or something that he couldn't be here with us it's Tuesday, two dollar, uh, two dollar apps. You know, uh, that's specials. what it is. <laughs> All Tuesday night at Applebee's. <laughs> um, so tonight we opened with Kiana James versus Nikita Lyons. After the PowerPoint presentation, Kiana James presented to uh, disgrace Nikita Lyons. We had this match tonight. Oh, but before we dive into that, what did you think about this little round robin promo fest we got tonight of all the backstage? It felt very much like um, SmackDown did a lot of this in 2016, 2017. They're like almost everyone giving their mission statement. Like, you know, tonight yeah. I'm going to do this. And tonight I'm going to do this, you know? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. The problem is that because the show started that way and then there's a lot of the show that felt like filler, just a buildup for Heat Wave. I just felt like there was way too much filler in tonight's episode. Yeah. And the the opening match was good. It was nice to see Nikita get a win, but it wasn't like the hottest match. Then Kiana attacking her after with her uh, handbag. Her office handbag. Get it right. Yes. That, I mean, you but can, I you like, keep I the like laptop the match. in there. Yeah, yeah I like the match. I personally thought that we were going to see some showcase for Nikita and Zoe Starks, given the fact that we're about to see them in the main roster. Um, I figured that we're going to get wins tonight. So once I saw that we're going to have individual matches tonight, I personally had a feeling that they were going to win and it was just going to be kind of like a showcase before they we see them on the main roster. 
Kelvin Alexander saying Vince is the real invisible hand and a laughing emoji. Uh, no, I think that the, the match was good. Like Nikita. Always a joy did to she, see her on TV. Did she give you, did she give you a Cody Rose vibe with her gear tonight? Oh, a little bit. Well, I mean, very patriotic, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, when I saw them in the tag match, I'm like, this is too soon. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, she needs to be NXT Women's Champion. And, you know, I because I think on the main roster, there's only so much space to stand out. And in NXT, I think she could be dominant for quite some time. I don't know. I think SmackDown could use a couple of uh, they could. standout performers. I, I think Raw is stacked right now with the return of Bailey, with Dakota Kai and Eoskai. But I think SmackDown could use some star power. Bless Pardon you. me. Thank you. Uh, so that was the opening match. After that, oh, this sounded really good on paper. Wesley versus Trick Williams in a round <laughs> match. <laughs> it sounded like a really, paper. it sounded really good on paper, but in reality, this was, I mean, this was just, you know, it was what it was. I was entertained. I was entertained. I, I can, I give, I always give them respect and props when they try something different. And this was definitely different. Uh, I was very confused that like they showed the rules, but then nothing made sense. Yeah. When they were wrestling, like nothing of the, of the rules <coughs> made any sense. I mean, it wasn't like a debacle, like the uh, blindfold match or anything, but it was still, <laughs> it just right, didn't flow you, the six rounds. I don't know. Did you not pop a little bit when uh, Trick Williams like knocked him the fuck out? <laughs> That's good. It well, was good. It was good. I didn't appreciate that they had a whole round in commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah, and and it should have been a twelve rounds match with John Cena there to uh, referee and celebrate the anniversary of twelve rounds. Wow, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what? Glenn. Wow, nothing, nothing. <laughs> twelve rounds. I, I mean, the, the tour I de force you. that Cena did cinematically in twelve rounds with Aiden Gillen as the bad guy. I mean, come on. No, I should be celebrated. Should be celebrated. You're absolutely right. Uh, Calvin Alexander, five dollars, saying Kiana should have used that prick in her purse earlier in the match. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez asking, "Have I gone to ask Jeeves and typed in Conman Albuquerque yet?" Uh, Albuquerque asking the real questions. Of course, it's a Better Call Saul reference. Ask Jeeves, going to make a comeback. It's going to happen. Uh, man, it's Tuesday, right? Weeks like. Two fifths of the way over, then, then yeah, we get the weekend, you know, it'll be here before <laughs> we know it. Um, oh, I like uh, Andre Chase with uh, Thea Howe and uh, Ariana Grace having their little disagreement backstage. Yeah, I always like all the backstage segments with Chase. You, I am a fan of you know, we're, we're fans of Chase. You segments here in this podcast, yes. Uh, I thought the uh. I don't know. Vin- Vinci showed up interrupting Carmelo Hayes, cutting a promo, dissing Wesley. I liked it. <laughs> Here's the thing. We have pretty deadly. We have Giovanni Vinci and we have maximum male models. There's too much. Like there's just too much of the same going on with all these gimmicks. Uh, do you have something against 
beauty? <laughs> That's a good question. Hmm. No, it's just it's a little there's a bit of like no, and here here's what I'm saying. Giovanni Vinci is the one that that has to go. Giovanni Vinci started speaking in tongues I can't understand, and I thought that was incredible. Hmm. Um so Thea Hale and Ariana Grace settled their differences in the ring. Yeah, Adriana Grace beat the shit out of this little girl. Uh, it was an okay match. This first hour was rough. I mean, like, I and I think there were some good ring work on this. This next week is Heat Wave. This was the go home show for Heat Wave. NXT's been on a tear lately. I feel like the last month everybody has said this is the best wrestling program on TV in any given week. And I feel like tonight was just a little bit of a dip. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite episode of NXT. I was doing a watch along on my channel and I said it. It was not must watch television. It felt very, let's set up some matches for next week's uh, NXT wave. But if I have to explain someone, oh, you need to go watch because of this, I can't find, maybe we'll get into it, the Santos Escobar and Tony D segment. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, And the in-ring delivered. There was a lot of really good matches today. And again, I give props to that match, the 12, the, rounds match just because it was something different but i didn't find nxt to be yeah i didn't find nxt to be like super enjoyable tonight yeah it's tough i wanted to love it tuned i was excited i took a nap i took a nap before nxt i was like i want to be fresh oh wow wow so now you're wide awake well i want to go that far (laughs) an old man Forty-six oh. years old. I'm, I'm I have COVID. I could fall asleep standing up right now. So, oh, how are you doing? How, how are you hanging in there with? Uh... I feel better. I feel better. I'm on day five right now, so it's, I just can't taste anything. Hmm. I have a couple of fevers, and I'm just very, very exhausted. But outside of the, yeah, so my my whole point to that is like I need to be entertained. Otherwise, I'm just gonna fall asleep. If I wasn't doing a fall a, a watch along, I might have fallen asleep. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing a watch along? Wow, with co- look at hardest working woman in wrestling podcasting. That's Isa. Thanks, Glenn. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I mean, like I you know have a tummy ache, and I'm like, oh, I can't make it tonight. You know, not not feeling hundred <laughs> percent. You skip to show. If, if you would have seen me on Friday, you probably would have thought I was going to die. <laughs> I couldn't get out of bed. That's when I sent you guys the text like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, it was very, very worried for you. I'm glad you're uh, hanging in there. Um, Apollo Crews versus Roderick Strong. A fantastic yeah, match. Like. Fantastic match. One of the best matches of the 2.0 era. Unfortunate episode it occurred on uh, because a lot of what preceded it and followed it was not nearly as strong. Right. And they put it in the middle of the show, which is okay. I love seeing the women open the show and close the show. But this felt like something that could have probably main evented because it was so good. I really enjoyed the chemistry between the two of them in the ring. I thought Apollo looked incredible. Excellent showcase for Apollo. I love Apollo's attitude in NXT of his happy to be there and he's ready to take on anyone he's not scared of anyone but i wasn't i mean they're both excellent performers in the ring but i wasn't expecting that kind of chemistry like i could have watched that match for the entire two hours of the show yo do you think triple h killed the apollo vigilante gimmick i don't know man i was thinking about that it's like i thought he was the champion of the streets like i i love those video packages why would you get rid of that i know 
I know the streets. The streets need protecting, and Apollo is the, the one. The, at least, at least the NXT parking lot. Yeah, seriously. Like that. That should be Apollo's gimmick. You should just have him going around the NXT parking lot, just protecting people. Yes, it's crazy. Or he should be at the park, making sure that that meeting between Tony D and Santos Escobar doesn't get out of hand. Part Roderick strong though that Apollo won this match. Like, like. Roderick, all his former teammates are over on AEW getting these major pushes. Roderick is the one to stay, and he's losing to Apollo, who we like, but Apollo didn't need this win. I did like uh, Roderick backstage telling uh, Diamond Mind that he wasn't there because it was a test and they passed. <laughs> what a troll. <laughs> I'm going to start telling you guys that when I know show the podcast. I'm going to be like, it was a test and you guys passed. But Diamond Mine needs to break up. I don't. I don't understand. I feel like Diamond Mine wants Apollo Cruz to be their leader now. That would actually be kind of. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think so too. Creed was backstage watching footage. That's all they do. They just have that. (laughs) I feel like they have COVID because that's all I've done: lay in bed and catch up with shows. Actually, that would be funny if they were backstage, not if they had COVID, but if they were backstage just like binging the office on Peacock and they were like, oh, sorry, we couldn't be bothered. It was the Michael Scott paper company arc. And I always enjoy that. So sorry, we missed your match. Yeah. Like they just sit back there and watch. And then there's such self marks too. They're just watching their own matches over and over again. Yes. No, that would be good. It would be very good. Uh, So pretty deadly. Had a yes, nice boy. Run in with Lash Legend. Last Legend backstage just talking up a storm. And I absolutely loved in like the 30 seconds they had together, you could tell they had such chemistry. And I love that it paid off in the match that followed, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this was this was up there tonight. What do you think of Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar having a sit down? No, uh, no, no. Before we get to oh, that, yeah. before we get to Tony the Goat, yeah. you haven't talked to me about how you felt about Pretty Deadly Fit tonight and the purple and the lace. What do you think? They looked pretty on point. It was good. But I feel like they're recycling that style of shirt too much. I feel like they got to change it up a little bit. Well, yeah, but that's you can't be a trendsetter if you just try one trend one time and drop it. Yeah, true, true. But they look good. They look good. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought purple is their color. Um, Always love seeing them. I mean... Look, I think they're ready for the main roster, but uh, NXT needs them because, I mean, would you rather watch... Would you rather watch uh, Creed in NXT? Would you rather watch... Um, uh, oh, who am I thinking of? I say I can't even think of their name because Pretty Deadly. Would you rather watch Brooks and Dunn? No, because Pretty Deadly yeah. is the most entertaining tag team in NXT. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I agree with you. You're right. They, they need to stay in NXT. No, they're so good. They're so good. Uh, but Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar met on a recreation of the Hot One set to have a sit-down meeting. Uh, they talked later. They're going to get some spicy wings. They're going to, you know, see who can withstand the bomb, but they set up a match at heat wave. I mean, this look, Tony D'Angelo is the greatest wrestler of all time for perhaps that NXT 2.0. Let's okay. We'll rein it in a little bit. Tony D'Angelo is the greatest wrestler of NXT 2.0. And you had him just on a trajectory to the moon, to the NXT yeah. championship. 
and you've just sidetracked him with this storyline that at best is. I don't like, well, think it's okay. a sidetrack, Glenn. Really? I've I've loved this feud. I love all of the outs of sight like video packages and, and promos that we have gotten. I but I've they enjoyed. Settled it. it, but they settled it. He won. No, they he didn't settle Santos. it because Santos Escobar is a sore loser. Yeah, that's but that you can't have you can't have the the agreement and then like it, it it's made a it moot. It's all null and void. And that's why it's like, do it for, they've never really done it for real. Santos fell in line for like a week. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he didn't come through with the, that's what makes you think he's going to come through with this stipulation now, because he lost his last stipulation and he can't get over the fact that he's at the Angelo now. I don't know. I loved, I love this segment though. I, I loved everything about this segment. It was so funny. Like, you know what it is. I'm still just mourning the loss of two dimes. That's really what it comes down to. Well, the shark saved him and brought him <laughs> elsewhere. Okay. <laughs> I uh, was wondering, I was like, why did he choose to meet him there? Why didn't he meet him somewhere by uh by uh open water source so he could you know throw him with the with the fish? But they were very well behaved here. I was proud of them too. Like nothing, nothing, no, no brawl, no nothing. They just had a normal conversation. Well, because they want their wings and they're not going to get their spicy wings unless they, you know, play it civil. Yeah, but what do you think about the stipulation that was added to this match now? So walk me through this because I'm still confused. If Santos loses, he leaves NXT. Yes. And if Santos wins, Legado del Fantasma goes back to being Legado. Correct. What do you think is going to happen? Because I personally think that Tony D'Angelo has now become the kiss to the main roster of NXT 2.0. He sent Champa mm. to the main roster. Is he sending uh, Santos to the main roster? I mean, honestly, I think they were ready for the main roster a year ago. Legado or just Santos? With the lega- uh, legado. Okay. A, um, now... Now is a better time because if they would have gone a year ago, I think we would have known, known how they would have been booked on the main roster. Right. Now I think they will get a much better storyline. I agree with you, and I'm not ready for Tony to live. But if there was no stipulation for Tony, right? The only stipulations were made by Santos. I believe so. So if Tony loses, he's not leaving NXT, correct? Correct. He's just Santos is. He free. just doesn't have the fam the 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 fake. For the family, because the Legados have never been the Angelos, clearly. I'm excited for this match. I really, really have been enjoying the feud between these two. But after this, Tony D'Angelo goes for that NXT championship and wins. I hope so. Do you think it Tony D'Angelo to can take can take Braun Breaker? Or well, JD now, because you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, really don't know who's going to win that match. Uh, but And Solo Sokoa is injured. We found out tonight. Solo's out for like a month. It's it's all Von Wagner's fault. I mean, th- you could say that about a lot of things that are wrong with NXT, but uh... <laughs> I hope I hope he's and that's okay. not fair. That's not okay. fair. Joe Gacy gets fifty percent of the blame for the other things that are wrong with NXT. Yeah, agree. But I also feel like what you said about taking like a turn with with Tony D'Angelo when he was on like the way to becoming a champion. The same thing happened with with solo here remember i got mm. next i got next he never got that north american title shot technically speaking and then he moved on to von wagner and he also kind of derailed from his road to a championship i mean look braun breaker what what else is there to say <laughs> i mean braun is not 
Mr. Charisma. He is not. I think about. I mean, when we ranked the NXT Championships, he was like our like only he was one notch above Dolph at, at the bottom yeah. of the NXT champs. It's just think of every great NXT Championship, and that is yeah, not. Yeah, but remember because didn't didn't Alfred say one time he was the greatest NXT champion, and that's how we made that list. What the Braun Breaker was the greatest NXT champion? Yeah, that's how we that's how we rank that's why we rank the champions because uh because of well, I mean something Alfred said. And he wasn't even in Alfred's top ten when Alfred made that list. No. No, I think he made like eighteen on Alfred's list or something. <laughs> oh man. Um so pretty deadly took on Idris Sanofe. And Malik Blade. But before that, Wendy Chu got Tiffany Strand in a dark room and turned the lights off. Attacked her. Oh, this was so silly. You know who the real star of that segment was? <laughs> Tiffany Stratton's uh, caution tape that she must have put on her outfit to not have a wardrobe malfunction. Because when the lights came back on, nothing fell out of place. And I have major respect. I think she must have used Gorilla Guru or something for nothing to fall apart. Hmm. Shout out to that. Oh, and this is this is why you have a woman in the in the podcast because I noticed those kind of things. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh so pretty deadly beat Idrick Anofe and Malik Blade, but there was an attack from yes, Brooks boy. and Dunn and Fallon Henley, but Lash got in it with Fallon, and then Lash was standing tall with Pretty Deadly at the end, which is the trio we need in NXT because they were so entertaining together. I Loved it. It's something I didn't know that I needed, but now I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Here for it. I love that. I love seeing it. I love seeing Pretty Deadly get a win because we saw them get a couple of losses there a couple of weeks in a row. So it was good to see them um back in the winning side of things. Alicia A asking a good question. Is Wendy Chu the heel now? I think she kind of is. I think before she was a lovable scamp like Dennis the Menace. But I think she's never being a lovable. She, what what what's so lovable about her? She tried to murder Mandy Rose in a tanning bed. She 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 get she took this girl's cards. Like she's never been a face ever. But she's always done like the like covering around like the tee hee hee. You know, like look at me. I'm okay, so, so Eric Cartman laughs in South Park, and there's nothing babyface about him. Just saying. Well, maybe in the Scott she's... Tenerman episode there was, but uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Done. I'm done. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, please. I fall apart when you make me laugh. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that again. I love that episode. Um, Wait, what's your favorite South Park episode? Of I mean, time? Scott Tenerman must die is pretty good. I know it's not politically correct at all. Not that any South Park right. is, but the episode right? I think of more than anything, and I think about this episode. Probably every every time I place a Del Taco order, I think of the Jennifer Lopez episode. Yes! Oh, Ben, you are so perfect. <laughs> like, I That's love top that three. Episode. That's top three yeah. for me. That's yeah, top probably... three. And the Michael Jackson, I'm sorry, Mr. Jefferson episode. Mm. Come on. Oh, my God. But no, That's Jennifer like Lopez and Scott Tennerman are probably uh, two of my top three. I'll give you my top three. It's yeah. the Jennifer Lopez episode, the Mr. Jefferson episode, and... Uh, the fish sticks. Oh yeah, Kanye I, West. Come I had on. to show it to my wife. She had never seen that before, and I was just—I like, yeah, just had to show it in my. Well, I didn't show the episode, but I showed the the music video of Kanye jumping yeah. onto the ocean and becoming a fish on my stream because people didn't know what I was talking about. Really? I was like, how can you never seen the fish sticks episode of South Park? Come on. 
I have to say, if you've not watched <coughs> South Park in a while, um, oh, I don't want to spoil the uh, the reveal, but uh, in this last season, they did the most epic gaslighting I have ever seen of the South Park audience in this last season. Um, what was the episode called? Uh, it just watch the new season. It's like the second or okay. third episode in. It's it's so epic what they did. Amazing. <laughs> the Jennifer Lopez episode, though, that's like so good. the best thing ever. <laughs> like it's so good. Uh, did her and Ben break up again, or are the tabloids just making things up? Because they I got married, no? Yeah, but I saw a headline saying they're already like splitting. But you know, Mike, like, what happened to the Google recommendation feed? Because now, like. I used to get recommendations from reputable sites of things that were interesting. And now it's just recommending like, if you could spot the difference in this photo, you're a genius. And it's like, what the F Google? Like, <laughs> this is just like, try, you know, Google, like, Google is becoming like the wrestling dirt sheets, man. It is. Oh, it's so bad. I installed an RSS reader, which talk about old school because uh, occasionally I like to look at crazy days and nights for all my super crazy gossip and their website is so poorly designed. I had to install an RSS feeder so I could like read that cleanly. Uh, but yes, you know, I miss the days. I mean, wrestling Inc, of course, my go-to like practically my homepage at this point. Uh, but I miss the days of having like a lot of different websites. Now I feel like you just go to Reddit and you get the majority of your more. news. Yeah. You but know? you also get more than what you need. That is, well, depending on what subreddit you go to, I guess. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, what were you even talking about? Well, South Park. We were talking about know. pretty, yeah, South Park, but pretty deadly back on the winning side of things, which made me very happy because we saw them take a couple of L's and I wasn't happy about that. Oh, what was up with this tonight? Cameron Grimes is like, I'm going home. And Joe Casey's like, yeah, to who? <laughs> Was that, like that was it, was, it wasn't a little too real, right? That was like the meanest shit that's ever been said on NXT. <laughs> oh my god, it got yeah, it got too real. Joe Casey Could you imagine chill, if you were a kid leaving a playground and someone had lost their parents? The kid was like, I'm going home, and you were like, Yeah, to who? Like, holy shit. Like you would get expelled over that. Yeah, but not Joe Gacy. Oh he's man. woke. That was funny though, but I'm tired. I'm tired of whiny Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry. I'm over it. He keeps crying every week. Like he's getting old. He's getting old. No, Cameron needs to go to the main roster, and they need to bring back the to the moon gimmick and just yeah, to stick who? with what works. <laughs> like he needs to quit. He needs to quit the crying. He's walking around dressed like a freaking department store assistant manager. He does like, look like yes. He does look like. Uh, <laughs> Or like he's tending bar at uh, at the Olive Garden, you know, like on weekends. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and saying that it's real Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Times Square. We've been every every New York trip because we stay right near in the Broadway district. Every trip, yeah. every, we make at least one one trip to the Olive Garden in Times Square. I 
try to avoid it for all the years I lived in New York. And then my mom came to visit me and that's where she wanted me to take her. And I'm like, are you kidding me, mom? Olive Garden in Times Square. Fine, I'll take you. I took her to the Olive Garden in Times Square. But I was like, if we're in New York City and that's where you want me to take you. No, you know what it is? It does have a great view. It does have a great view. When you get out, like we got out of Beetlejuice, you know, on Broadway at 11 o'clock at night. And it was like, oh, we don't want to get in a lift and go to Brooklyn or someplace else. Like we just want to just eat something on the way back to the hotel and unwind. Like that's what it's there for. What vegan choices do you go for in Olive Garden? Olive Garden is just always pasta with marinara and the breadsticks are vegan as is. So it's really just like salad, no cheese, Italian dressing, right? breadsticks, marinara dipping sauce, and then just like whatever pasta with marinara. And it's bland as hell, but like yeah. when it's cold and you're hungry and you're just going to go sleep so you can wake up the next morning and get like good food, you know, like right. it works. What I love in Times Square is Mao's, M-A-O-Z, the falafel place. That place is the bomb, but they like they close early. They're supposed to be open at midnight, but frequently we'd show up there at like 10 and they were shut down already. It's very annoying. Yeah, it's a good place. Yeah, it's the best, best falafel. Anyhow, um, oh, let's talk about this promo on NXT. Did you know that J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan love rock and roll music? No, I did not know. And, and Gigi I, Dolan I didn't need to Gigi plays by her own rules. You know, you could be playing chess with her and she's like, booyah, motherfucker. I'm playing Battleship now because she just plays by her own rules. You know? What was this? I mean, I get it. You're trying to keep oh, toxic no. attraction relevant, but it felt like the it felt like the music festival video package that we saw from um, Katana and Caden that, that kind of like just went away. Like, they should be friends then, right? Shouldn't they go to music festivals together and talk about rock and roll? This was... Like, did they just have this sitting around? I think, I'm telling you, though, I think <laughs> I think Friday night on SmackDown or maybe Monday night on Raw, you're going to have Zoe and Nikita ready to compete. Probably Monday, because it hasn't Friday's match was already announced. But Monday, you're probably going to have them ready to compete. You're going to have Toxic Attraction, debut on Raw, and then Tuesday... Who knows what's going to happen on Heatwave? But maybe they'll okay. use this to build the angle for Heatwave more. Okay, well, I agree with you. What does the rock and roll music have to do with any of this? They love rock and roll, much like Joan Jett. What, what's, what rock and roll song do you think they listen to to cry over losing their tag team titles? Well, I mean, it was interesting that they had, like, the Guns N' Roses album. They picked, like, the most generic rock and roll album. Right, right. Like, somebody that doesn't know anything about rock will pick up. Yeah. Yeah, there was no like Pantera Cowboys from Hell. It was just like, no, Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. Rock and roll. Like, okay. I was I was really into Appetite for Destruction. You know, I rode my bike when Usual Illusion 1 and 2 came out in 1990, 91. I rode my bike at midnight to the record store to buy those at midnight. So I get it. I like Guns N' Roses. Aw, I love I understand. that. My first job was at a at a Sam Goody, which was a record mm. music store, and I remember those shifts that we had to do at midnight for album releases. Those were my favorites. Oh yeah, that no, was great. It was absolutely yeah. great. And then it was weird, like, okay, I'm gonna ride home now and I'll listen to these. You know, and I think I made it maybe to November Rain, which is kind of deep in Usual Illusion One. I made it maybe November Rain. I was like, I need to get some rest. I'm not gonna be able to listen to both these tonight. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's fine. I mean, so they like rock music and they play by their own rules. And they went to a, oh, I like how she like drank the drink at the bar and then threw the glass on the ground. They should only would have been better if the bartender would have said like, Hey, you're going to have to pay for that. Uh, like it would, this was, 
this was like this was like what a 12 year old thinks like wow they're bad girls like they they smoke and drink and have tattoos and listen to rock music you know like yeah, watch out we got pedestrian. badass over here <laughs> It was just very, but that's fine. I kind of like that though. I like that their gimmick. It's like, it's like, it's like you're watching Jim and the holograms and they're the misfits. It's like that. This is what a child thinks like a bad rocker chick is. I guess, I guess it just doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. It didn't feel like it fit into the story, but they put it there for a reason, I guess. Did you watch Jim and the holograms or you're a little too young for that? I don't think so. So your name was Jerrica, and she had a computer named Synergy, and she could transform into Gem, and her band was the Holograms, and they sang music, and there was music in every episode. And their nemesis, uh, nemesises were the Misfits, which was like a bad girl rock group, which looked exactly like oh, Toxic Attraction. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, yes. but it's not something that I remember. You know, yes. not, as, not to be as, confused with with Kid Video, where they were a rock band that got trapped in yeah, the the flip side. I remember that. And they had to fight the evil copycats that were literally cats. Right. But they had a music video at the end of every episode. Uh, so, yes, uh, toxic. But, you know, I think toxic attraction is silly, but it works. Like, they're not dropping burns like Joe Gacy with like, oh, I'm going home to who? Like. No, like, they keep getting burnt literally in, in tanning beds and stuff. <laughs> it's silly, but it works. Whereas with Joe Gacy, I mean, I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, that's like the meanest thing that's ever been said in professional wrestling. No, okay, no. Me no, certainly mean it's in NXT. I will say 2.0 era. Yes. Yeah. That should be a list but, of the meanest things ever said in professional wrestling. Oh my god, that would be fun. Um, but yeah, it, and did you notice how they kept Mandy away from this? Why? Because they probably <laughs> knew it was silly. Well, I think I think Mandy. I don't know. I'd be curious if they all go to the main roster together or if it gets split. I don't know. I don't know if Mandy can go to the main roster after matching Brown with Black tonight, which is a big fashion. No, no. I was very disappointed. Yeah, but she made it work. No, no. I mean, she looked good. She's going to look good no matter what she puts on. It doesn't mean you can break fashion, like fashion rules. I wish Pretty Deadly should have came out and slapped her and be like, what are you doing, girl? Yeah, that's right. Mandy Rose, you've been put on notice by Issa. Uh, Labor Day is coming up. You better get all your white wearing in now. Because after Labor Day, <laughs> Issa is gunning for you if you commit that fashion faux pas. I'd rather her wear white after Labor Day than have to see brown and black together again. Mm. Uh, Grayson Waller interrupted Cruz backstage, so we could see where that's going next. Uh, but let's talk about yeah. Court Jade versus Zoe Stark with Mandy Rose on commentary tonight. Uh, I what did you think of Mandy Rose saying, I've, I've like mentored Cora Jade, I gave her my hand-me-downs. I thought I actually enjoyed Mandy Rose on commentary. I, I don't know who made a, a reference and she was like, wow, you've done your research. Good job. She was so snobby on commentary yeah. and I actually really, really appreciated it. She yeah. stayed in character. That was good. And this was a good match. I, so I'm glad they went over for this. It's nice that I, I can't remember the last time we got an overage on a women's uh, main event. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times this NXT overrun feels so unnecessary. They went to a commercial break at what, like 9.54 just to do the overrun. Why can't they show just in on time and we don't have to deal with 
going on a commercial break in the middle of your main event when the show is ending in two minutes. But that's just me nitpicking. The match itself, I thought it was fun. I like Cora Jade uh, here tonight, but so is Starks. It's ripped, looked like a star tonight. And like I said at the beginning, I had a feeling her and Nikita Lyons were going to get showcased tonight, given the fact that we're going to see them in the main roster recently. The distraction... I don't know that it will cost somebody a match, you know, but Cora mm. J, maybe, maybe her is a rookie mistake because Roxanne just stood there. There was no actual interaction that would physically make her like not be able to continue with the match. She just stood there. But, yeah. um, but outside of that, I really liked it. And, and there was a lot of story built in, in one match, which I appreciated. You know, you have Mandy Rose watching Zoe Stark. You continue the story between Roxanne and Cora J. I thought this was very well done. And I really, really, I have my eye on Zoe Starks. I liked her before, but now I really, really think that she's doing some great stuff since her return. I thought this was a good match. Um, I think Zoe getting the win is the right move. I need to see more. I mean, we saw her and Nikita at the beginning. I just want to really believe them as a tag team if they're just I don't not believe there to get them. attacked. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. When I saw that, I was like, that's the team? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, I'm like, Toxic Attraction is going to break this shit up. Like, they're going to jump them and take their spot. But it wouldn't make sense for Toxic Attraction to go for Caden and Katana now. Not, you know what I mean? Like, I. Toxic Attraction cannot go after the NXT tag titles again. They should have had Caden and Katana be the NXT team in this tournament. Like, like, why make sense? I feel like, I feel like. If I'm like maybe Triple H has so much in his plate that NXT is just at the bottom of his ABC list of priorities. And I kind of feel that. Feel, yeah, right? Like it doesn't feel like like NXT is still up there in the list of things that are going to change right now because a lot of things are not making sense in NXT. Whereas on Raw and SmackDown, things are falling into place and things are making more sense and the shows are more enjoyable. Wouldn't that be weird if somehow Triple H being put back in charge of NXT made it worse? Okay, but he has all of creative in his mind. Right now, he's just trying to give people their jobs back. I like that's, I, I feel like that's his priority. And then after that, he'll figure everything else out. <laughs> okay, okay, so we'll see what happens. But no, Zoe Stark got that win tonight. Mandy Rose went to the ring after, yada, yada, yada. Good episode, uh, but not as good as it has been. Like it ended better no. than it started. The turning point was Apollo versus Roderick. Yeah, Apollo versus Roderick it was my favorite match of the night. Um, but overall, yeah, it was a very, it, it built up for next week. I am excited for next week. So if that was what they set out to do, they, they did a good job. You know, the addition of this, yeah, the addition of the stipulation between Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. I'm more hyped for that match than the title matches. Okay. So. Well, it's Tony D, you know. Of course, you know, we, we've been fans of Tony D literally since day one here. Oh, was since the first time I saw him, I was in love. Love at first sight. Love at first sight. He's so good. They do need to get Tony some of that. Do you think Tony D goes to Olive Garden in Times Square? <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, they should have him go there and he should be like, no, you don't understand. The family owns this Olive Garden. You know, like... <laughs> I wonder like if he ever money. tries to like throw somebody with the fish at the Hudson River because that river is so. I bet you they like your body dissolves as soon as you jumped into it. I I have a theory. <laughs> What's well, like Lake Lake Mead here in Vegas? We keep, the water keeps going down and they're finding bodies now that the water's going down in Lake Mead. That's incredible. I know it's but it's weird to think about that. Very high. Yeah. Catch them all. Uh, so there you have it. That was NXT 2.0. <laughs> 
I'm Glenn Rubenstein. She's Issa. She's an NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Give her a follow. She's she's beating COVID, everyone. We need to we need to support Issa. Follow her on Twitter. She had a really lit Twitter account with a huge following. She paid tribute to DMX. The Twitter gods struck her down. And now she's rebuilding. We're trying. Reclaim, rebuilding, whatever Seth Rollins used to say. <laughs> I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give me a follow. It's just all wrestling and weird hip hop and better call Saul memes. That's that's really all my Twitter feed is. Occasional video game stuff. It's good times. So have a good rest of your week, everybody. Tomorrow night, AEW, and we will be back with Alfred on Friday for SmackDown and Rampage. Until then, take care, have a good one, stay safe, and we'll catch you back here next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.